The following production is part of the We Be Geeks podcast collective. This podcast is brought to you in part by the Pop Insider. The Pop Insider has all the latest in news, merch reviews, and other geeky goodness. Whether you're a wizard, a Sith Lord, or a superhero, fuel your fandom at thepopinsider.com. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Meanwhile, back at the above-ground, underwater, suborbital volcano lair. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is Extreme Freedom Audio Bulletin. It cannot be traced, it cannot be stopped, and it is the only free voice left in the Geek Revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is your dashing duo, Derek and myself, Mike. How's it going? Pretty, pretty good. How about you? Pretty good. Pretty decent. Um, I am one step closer to hopefully my knee feeling a little better. I got fitted. Mm, that's good. I got fitted yesterday for my unloader brace, which that thing's going to be a beast. It's going to look like, you know, when you watch football and you see the football players with the big brace that's got like five straps around their knee with the hinge. Yeah. That's what I'm getting. <laughs> <laughs> For a second there, when you said unloader brace, I was thinking uh, aliens. Oh, yeah. Ripley was was using. <laughs> could be. Basically, all it does is it's going to unload some of the weight and stress from the inside of my knee to the outside of my knee to make it more balanced. Because I have, because the cartilage on the interior side or medial side of my knee is slowly deteriorating. Ah. So, but um, check out the homepage, WeBeGeeks.net. Right hand side has our web store. Uh, which is comes to you courtesy of Jersicity. Uh, they've been partners of ours for a while back when they were under their original name of Yeti Sports. Uh, they're now Jersicity now, and they make some great products. Uh, also, too, check out our fine friends over at Biddy Boomers. Use the code WeBeGeeks, all one word, for 15% off your purchase. Apparently, the Mandalorian's now available for pre-order along with the Hulk. Uh-huh. Ooh. Um, Interesting. Those are the primary two. Um, Heroes and Villains is still there. Uh, use the code WeBeGeeks for 10% off your first purchase. They've got some decent, they've got some newer stuff out as well. Um, other than that, uh, there's also other affiliates. Check them out. Support them. Supports us. Uh, and it helps helps us do, with the show. Uh, you can also check out our Patreon where you know at the right price level, you, you join in at the right price level, you too can earn two to four bitty boomers depending on what tier you pick. Mm. Or or you could do sweatshirts and, and t-shirts or hats or a jersey as well if you want instead of bitty boomers. I would say bitty boomers is the way you want to oh, go. Definitely. That's the way you want to go. So um, I'm going to start us off. 
And I'm going to go straight to it. There's an epic battle out there in the gaming world. And we're not talking about the Star Wars game that was told almost happened. That was supposed to have an unearthed vibe to it. Uh, You mean Uncharted? I mean Uncharted, thank you. Which still would have been cool. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm talking more... In regards to uh, Fortnite, it's a game I have downloaded. I have never played. I have played the game. I've seen people play it on on Twitch or on Facebook. Uh, I have a game similar to it that I have played on my phone called PUBG or Pub. Yeah, PUBG, which is similar concept. Um, I have never played any of those games. I have not watched any of those games. Those are not my type of games. I I don't mind the the battle royal type format. Where you're, you know, like PUBG, it's a survival of the fittest. There's no alliances, whatnot, unless you're playing with friends type thing. Um, but there, there's no formal teams or alliances like you, like you would in, in Fortnite. But right now, apparently Fortnite does have a friend because Facebook is backing them. Um, but they're talking, uh, this comes from the Pop Insider. And it was written by our good friend James over at the Pop Insider. And... Uh, we we're talking Fortnite maybe gearing up for battle in the courtroom. Uh, apparently, oh. Fortnite was yanked from both Apple and Google Play's app stores after the company issued an update that created a direct payment method to, for players to purchase V Bucks, a pillar in the Fortnite's in-game currency system. This move was made possible so Epic. Epic Games can bypass the respective digital storefronts. Okay. Well, Apple and Google believe that this is a violation of their terms of service and removed the game from their stores. Oh. Epic appears to to have anticipated the battle with Apple as it already begun a free Fortnite campaign, complete with a 1980 Fortnite, a short film that takes aim at Apple's famed 1984 spot. Um, as Epic Games has been calling it, calling on fans to take a stand, has taken legal action to end Apple's anti-competitive restrictions on mobile device marketplaces. The filing was made public last night. Now, at the center of the dispute is the 30% commission that Apple takes from all in-app purchases and downloads facilitated through the app. 30%. Wow. Hmm. So if we were to do a Weeby Geeks podcast app and, and charged for the archives, we would see all but 30% of each charge hmm. if it's done through the app. Interesting. Anyway. Um, now, Google is a bit different in that it's an open system which allows users to install software freely without going through the Google Play app. Um, but in a statement issued by Google to The Verge, the company says, while Fortnite remains available on Android, we can no longer make it available on Play because it violates our policies. However, we welcome the opportunity to continue discussions with Epic and bring Fortnite Fortnite back to Google Play. Um, And of course, uh, as many may know, uh, many of you guys may know, Fortnite has become a licensing juggernaut with toy deals across Jazzwares, Funko, Moose Toys, McFarlane Toys, and others. And of course, Biddy Boomers with their Fortnite Biddy Boomer speakers. So that's that. Fascinating. So, um, so yeah. Guess we could go to the next story. Unless you got some 
some opinion on this. I have no opinion on this whatsoever. Okay. Then we shall... I don't play Fortnite, so. <laughs> we shall carry on. All right. I suppose that'll go to me then. Well, in a massive announcement that came as a big shock to absolutely no one, the <laughs> New York City, the New York wah, City Comic Con has been canceled for no. 2020. No. Yes, yes, yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. All right. Yes. All right. All right. Yes. All right. So, Reed Pop uh, recently announced that there will be no in-person event at the Javits Center this fall due to the coronavirus. However, uh, the company is partnering with YouTube for a digital version of the event that will take place from October 8th to the 11th um, on the New York Comic Con YouTube channel. And they will exclusively stream panels from Stars, CBS All Access, DreamWorks Animation, Hulu, FX, and more. Uh, and fans will also be able to participate in talent Q&A sessions during panels and host panel watch parties using YouTube's community and live chat features. Ooh, how exciting. Ooh. <laughs> and of course, there will be more panels and everything announced in the upcoming weeks. Um, in addition to that, ReadPop will offer a virtual marketplace where show floor and artist alley exhibitors can share their newest items. And there will also ReadPop will also be utilizing its new Metaverse platform, uh, which you can check out at findthemetaverse.com. And uh, it was it's actually set to host its first fan event this weekend. Which so by, by the time by you hear this, you may have already missed it. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. <laughs> oops. <laughs> what were you going to say? I said, oops. <laughs> no, I mean, before that, you were going to say something? I, I was going to say, it's going on right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, the interesting thing about this is uh, I'm curious to see how it does. Because the uh, San Diego Comic-Con did their online virtual con last month and uh i have heard that it did not do as well as they were hoping uh some of the panels were decent some were but i heard some were really bad and i heard i heard the uh fan attendance was lower than they were hoping for yeah yeah well when it's at home and people are working uh mm. i mean it's hard to get gets get in on stuff as it's live but i mean the replays of stuff was was great i mean that's how i caught up on stuff was on the replays mm. so but all in all i heard all i heard was that it wasn't it was the numbers were were not what they were no hoping for but then again i mean that was the first first time they've done it so Yep. Yeah. You know, it is kind of cool, though, doing these things online. That way, you know, we can all kind of be a part of it, even if we can't, you know, those of us who couldn't normally afford to go or whatever. OK, so let me pose this question. If the mm -hmm. pa if the panels were available to you online as the mm -hmm. event was live, would you mm -hmm. pay, would you pay a reduced fee to be able to sit in on panels and have full access? So say Marvel, if they release a trailer or a whatnot of a film coming up, you get to see that trailer or that sizzle reel. Um. So we're talking a reduced price. Reduced price. So say like with Celebration, Star Wars Celebration. Celebration was one hundred and thirty-five dollars for a four-day pass. Okay. 
Now, yep. StarWars.com would have had coverage of the various panels. And, of course, when it comes to any new trailer or sizzle reel, if, you, if you're watching it from the StarWars.com stream, they blacked it out and told you, we will be back in three minutes, two minutes, whatever. Mm. Now, say you paid 50 bucks for digital access to all the panels and convention at the convention. And you get full access to everything that is shown to the con goers in that panel. But it's a but you also get it on demand where you can if you're at work, cool. You can do your your panel viewing when you get home from work that night or when you get right. off work. Would you pay it? Yeah, I think so. For full access and everything. I think it'd be worth it. Yeah. For full access. Yeah, I think so. And I for me would, and for me with that full it with that full access um i still want a badge because <laughs> i attended yeah but I, I want my badge to say digital mm. or digital and press. i would also hope that yeah if it, if it's i would a, also hope that you would maybe also be able to participate in well for that you might have to actually watch it live but like questions and stuff right asking questions and everything um that you would have to do you would have to watch it live to do that of course but that would I, be cool Unless, here's a big if, unless they give you a chance to ask ahead of time and they pull so many questions oh. from, the, from the digital realm. Yeah, 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 that's not bad, yeah. So maybe that's a new option we could be looking at at conventions for the future for some of these big shows. Mm. I, I kind of like that idea because, like I said, for people that can't, you know, afford to go to these things or whatever, it's kind of cool that you can still participate. I say when we make the money and we could do our own convention, Geekapalooza, mm-hmm. we make that an offer. Mm-hmm. That way people don't miss out. Yeah. 50 bucks for an on-demand video service of watching the panels. You can either watch it as it's happening live, or you can come back and watch it later in the, in the evening or later in your day when it fits you. Yeah, not a bad idea. And we will send you, if you sign up for prior to the show beginning, at sort of, sort of like if you're pre-ordering your tickets for the event, you pre-order your on-demand, we'll make up digital digital guest badges and lanyards and send them to you. Mm. That way you can feel like you were part of the show. I think not only that, but that way too, you could also, um, and maybe you could, maybe you could give the actual people who physically attend the the, conver- the convention an option too, where if there's multiple panels going on at a certain time, ah. you don't have to worry. You don't have to worry about missing anything because you can just watch it later. It, if you buy a four day pass or twenty five dollars more, you get access to the to the on demand videos since you're there. Yeah, yeah. But if you only buy a one day pass. For that $25 extra, you only get the one day you were there. Right. Or $10 extra, you only get the one day you were there. Mm. So that could work. Mm. Any, of you, any of y'all could. Any of y'all convention people going, we're available. Any of you convention planners, we're available. Hit us up. We got great ideas like this <laughs> all the time. We're in the go. We're in the know. So, um, well, how about this? DC is doing their uh, fandom uh, next week. Yeah, interesting. And here is their lineup for uh, when the event goes live at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 Pacific on August 22nd. Hey, that's next Saturday, mm. two days before my birthday. Uh, at, oh, 10 a- oh, oh. at 10 a.m., the Wonder Woman 1984 panel. Um, and this will give us a all-new sneak peek. Uh, this is coming to us from entertainmentweekly.com. 
Um, it gives us a new sneak peek at the upcoming film with Gal Gadot, Chris Pine, Kristen Wiig, and Pedro Pascal, mm. but not as the Mandalorian. Uh, and Patty mm. Jenkins. I hope not. <laughs> and Patty Jenkins will be there as well to answer questions from fans all over the world. Uh, this is a twenty-five-minute panel, and we'll also feature a few more surprises. The Flash panel. Um, at also at 10 a.m. Uh, over on Watch vs. Monarch, whereas Wonder Woman's at Hall of Heroes. Um, this will be a 40-minute panel with executive producer Eric Wallace and cast members Grant Gustin, Candace Patton, Danielle Panabaker, Carlos Valdez, Danielle Nicolette, Kyla Compton, and Brandon McKnight to break down both parts of Season 6 and a look ahead at an exclusive trailer for Season 7. Now, at um, 10.45, we had the Black Lightning panel at Watch First Monarch, uh, where you get to catch up with the stars of Black Lightning in a 35-minute panel celebrating the series, as well as paying homage to the 90s. Also at 10.45, Truth, Justice, and the DC <laughs> Comics Way. <laughs> How ironic. <laughs> um, especially after the bloodbath of last week. Uh, this is in the Watchverse. McDuffie's Dakota, Blurred, and Bougie House. Uh, now, while Supergirl does not have its own DC fandom fandom panel, you can catch stars David Airwood and Nicole Maines in this discussion about the intersection between comic books and real life political and social issues. It's a 45 minute panel, which also includes Black Lightning's Marvin Jones III, Titans Anna Diop, and the Flash showrunner Eric Wallace. Uh, at 11.30 in the Watchverse Monarch viewing room, the Pennyworth panel. It's a 20 minute panel looking back at the show's first season and uh, revealing some unexpected secrets about the season coming up. You know, I had actually completely forgotten about that, that show. <laughs> Was it? That lack of impression or just so far removed? Kind of. Uh, a little of both, I guess. Now, at 11.45, in the Hall of Heroes, is introducing Flash Panel. This one-on-one style conversation with Flash filmmakers Andy Muschietti and Barbara Muschietti, starring uh, star Ezra Miller and Jeez. screen... What's that? Oh, I'm sorry. Every time I hear his name, I always want to say Muschietti. <laughs> Um, Ezra Miller and screenwriter Christina Hodson as they give fans a speedy rundown. Clearly, the panel is only 10 minutes on the first ever. <laughs> Feature film. I was gonna say I I thought I I thought you had uh, I thought you had pronounced that the name of that movie incorrectly. I think I did. <laughs> so at noon in the Hall of Heroes, since the one previous to this is going to go from eleven forty five, eleven fifty five at noon, the suicide Suicide Squad panel uh, will be also in the Hall of Heroes. In this thirty minute panel. Uh, suicide writer director James Gunn will take on fan questions before bringing out Task Force X for a fast-paced, no-holds-barred squad showdown that tests every team member's knowledge and survival skills. Hmm. Also at noon in the Watch vs. Monarch room, Legends of Tomorrow panel. This 35... 35- Wow. Minute panel moderated by Entertainment Weekly's Chancellor Agard or Agard 
uh, brings together Legends of Tomorrow cast members Katie Lotz, Nick Zano, Matt Ryan, Tala Ash, Just McCollin, Olivia Swan, Amy Louise, Pemberton, and Cheyenne Soban, and executive producer Phil Klemer, Keto Shimizu, and Grainy Godfrey for a Q&A inside, with inside scoop on favorite moments from the past seasons and what they have in store for season six. Hmm. At twelve at twelve thirty in the Monarch Room. How can that be? If it's a thirty five minute panel at noon, this is going at twelve thirty in the same viewing room. Somebody can't do their math. Magic. Magic. Uh this twenty five minute panel, which I'm actually guessing is probably gonna start at twelve thirty five or twelve forty. A uh, 25-minute panel features an in-depth discussion about DC's upcoming Rorschach comic book with writer Tom King and artist George Fornes, moderated by TV series creator Damian Lindoff. Hmm. Lindolf. Uh, and this is the expansion of DC's Watchmen Universe panel. Very cool. At 1.15 in the Watchverse Monarch Room, moderated moderated by Christian Hulub from Entertainment Weekly. This 35-minute panel unites the world's strangest heroes, the Doom Patrol, for a deep-dive discussion into the beloved and bizarre series featuring executive producers Jeremy Carver and Chris Dingus, co-producer Tamara... <laughs> yes, Dingus. He's a Dingus. Um, Dingus. Producer Tamara Beecher Wilkerson and series stars Matt Boomer, Diane Guerrero, April Bowlby, Jovian Wade... Timothy Dalton, Karen Obilum, Abigail Shapiro, Riley Shanahan, and Matthew Zuck. Guess whose name is missing? I don't know. I'll give you three guesses. Brandon Fraser. Never heard of him. George. <laughs> Uh, at 11.30 in the Hall of Heroes, uh, Chris Daltrey performance. <laughs> okay, we just go ahead and skip that. Seriously? Seriously. He's going to deliver an acoustic performance of Waiting for Superman. Now, at two wow. at two thirty <laughs> at two thirty five is the Superman and Lois panel on Watch vs. Candor. Join DC executive DC chief creative officer and publisher Jim Lee. He's no longer publisher, folks. Mm. He's been promoted, but he's still chief creative officer. In a thirty minute conversation with executive producer and showrunner Todd Helbig. Helbing and series star, uh, series stars Tyler Hoechlin and Elizabeth Tulock as they discuss the history of Superman from the comics to screen and what fans can expect from Superman and Lois. 245 in the Hall of Heroes, the Snyder Cut of Justice League panel. It exists, allegedly. Zack Snyder will fill questions from fans and a few surprise guests as he discusses his upcoming cut of the 2017 feature film and the movement that made it happen during this 25-minute panel. Mm. Uh, 3 p.m. in the Hall of Heroes. <laughs> this doesn't make sense. <laughs> 25-minute panel starting at 2.45. At 3 p.m., we're going to have a Black Adam panel in the same viewing room. <laughs> Join the star of the first-ever Black Adam feature film, Dwayne Johnson, for a Q&A, along with a few surprises in this 15-minute panel. Uh, then the Shazam panel at in the Hall of Heroes at 4.30. While Zach Levy and the cast are sworn to secrecy on the new script for their upcoming film, this 10-minute mm. panel will offer some clues about what the next movie might be about, with a few surprise guests dropping in. Hmm. Dwayne Johnson? I'm not saying. Maybe. Uh, at 4.30. 
The magicians of video effects or the VFX making Supergirl and Shazam fly. This is going to be inside the Insiderverse SGR room. Um, this is going to be a 20 minute panel that shows you how they make Zach Levy and Melissa Benost fly. Uh, oh, cool. So you're going to join Supergirl's senior visual effects supervisor, Armand Kavokian, Kavorkian, um, Melissa Benest. Stunt double Jennifer Clark and Shazam's visual effects producer Carrie Thomas, uh, effects visual effects supervisor Michael Wassel, visual effects co-producer Adam Lagatua, and visual effects produ- production supervisor Wesley Barker for an all behind scenes on how they pull it off. Hmm. Uh, at 5 p.m., Suicide Squad killed the Justice League game reveal at the Hall of Heroes. Huh. Will Arnett will host this highly anticipated video game reveal from Rocksteady Studios, creators of the Arkham franchise. Also at 5 p.m. in the Watchverse Monarch room, the Lucifer panel. The popular room. Yep. So uh, this 20-minute panel will discuss what it took to put together such a massive musical episode and how they've been able to keep it under wraps for so long. Uh, and apparently this is going to have uh, the series is bringing a never-before-seen blooper reel from season four, along with an exclusive clip of Another One Bites the Dust, the upcoming <laughs> musical episode. Yay, our favorite. Mm. Uh, at 5.30 in the Hall of Heroes, the Batman panel. Join Batman filmmaker Matt Reeves and host Aisha Tyler for a 30-minute discussion of the upcoming film. Um, with a surprise or two, uh, with Robert Pattinson included on the talent list for DC Fandom, uh, it is assumed that he will drop in for this panel. One would assume. Um, at 5.30, the Titans panel. The explosive second season culminated with a long-awaited emergence of Nightwing as their leader. Um, And as the new mysterious threat looms, season three promises to be the biggest yet. Uh, Join executive producers, or executive producer Greg Walker, and stars from the show um, for a preview of the new season in this 30-minute panel. And then at 5.30, in the McDuffie's Dakota Blurred and Bourgeois house... A uh, Ziggy Marley live performance. Uh, 6.30, Teen Titans Spotlight, um, in which the creators, uh, New York Times bestselling author Cami Garcia and artist Gabriel Piccolo will give fans an inside look behind their young adult graphic novel series and reveal some fun surprises in this 20-minute panel. 6.45, in the Athena Room in Watchverse. (laughs) DC Stargirl panel. What a great show. Oh. What a great great show. show. Have you watched all all, of it yet? Yes. Uh, Yeah. uh, I I didn't think I was going to like that show, and uh, I absolutely love it. I'm very happy with it. I think it had me hooked with episode three. Now, you you do this. Can it hold you for three episodes? I I think episode three is when it really took off. I'm like, okay, I'm digging this. Yeah. So, uh, Stargirl's creator and executive producer, Jeff Johns, joins the cast for a 35-minute panel full of the inside scoop about the season one finale showdown and more. Ooh, that was a good finale, too. Yes, it was. I heard Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s series finale was pretty good as well. I haven't watched it yet. It was, it was something. It was, yeah, it was crazy. 
It's kind of sad that it's over. <laughs> yeah. The show that wasn't expected to last as long as it did. Mm. Uh, at 7.30, the Batwoman panel in the Athena Watchverse room. Gotham's newest hero is suited up and ready, and she's here. Uh, Join executive producers and cast members uh, as they talk about the new anticipated Batwoman, Javicia Leslie, as she prepares to step into the iconic role that Ruby Rose left behind. They will break down season one and give a sneak peek at season two in this 40-minute panel. Um, At 8.15, Harley Quinn panel in the Athena room. Joining voice cast Kaylee Kuko, Lake Bell, Ron Fuchs, Matt Oberg, and Alan Tudyk along with Harley Quinn executive producers Justin Halpern, Patrick Schumacher, and Dean Laurie, and supervising producer Jennifer Coyle to break down the most outrageous moments of the not-safe-for-work animated show in this 20-minute panel. And here's hoping that they announce the Season 3 renewal that we've been desperately looking for. I do not have DC Universe, but I watch... I do not either. But I I recorded it when Sci-Fi aired it at, like, midnight. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. I I have access to the HBO Max app so I can watch it on there. It is a funny show. Yeah, I got to check it out. I haven't watched it yet. But. It is hilarious. Mm. It, so, um, so yeah, that's all that I've got on DC Fandom. Of course, you could go to their site, dccomics.com forward slash DC Fandom, D-O-M-E. All right, cool. Well, I guess now it's time to move on to a galaxy far, far away and talk about the return of the Star Wars holiday special. Well, sort of. All right, settle down, Chewie. I'm getting to it. Uh, So, uh, Disney... I said I'm getting to it. Uh, Disney, Lego, and Star Wars are actually going to be uh, bringing back, bringing you a new version of the Star Wars holiday special. Um, and this will uh, take you on a trip to Chewbacca's homeworld of Kashyyyk, where Lego versions of Rey, Finn, Poe, Chewie, Rose, and the droids are celebrating Life Day. The notable Wookiee holiday, which was first introduced in the original 1978 Star Wars holiday special. Um, So this special is actually taking place after the rise of Skywalker. Uh, It will follow Rey as she tries to understand the Force and heads out on an adventure through historic Star Wars moments. Oh, where she will run into Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, Yoda, Obi-Wan, and more beloved and hated characters from all nine films. Meanwhile, her friends are preparing the Life Day Feast. Will she make it back in time to celebrate? I don't know. We'll just have to tune in to find out. Uh, So, of course, this is just the latest collaboration between Lucasfilm and Lego. Uh, they've had quite the uh, lucrative collaborating history. And uh, the special, the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special, will premiere on November 17th exclusively on Disney+. Plus. 
of course. And to prepare for that, you can also pick up the Lego Star Wars calendar, which comes out on September 1st. This story has been brought to us by our friends at the Pop Insider. Cool. So not exact, not exactly the holiday special, uh, kind of a new version of it. And but I wonder, I wonder how much of the original, uh, how much of a Lego version of the original holiday special we might get in this, if any at all. I don't know. I, I don't know. Could be interesting. It could. It very well could. Mm. So you were going to go somewhere. Oh, speaking of Lego, I don't mm. know if you saw one of the exclusive. Hold on. I don't know if you saw one of the exclusives offered at San Diego Comic-Con this year. But you could go to Lego's virtual booth, create a character, and create a comic book which you could get the digital copy of for free. And if you hmm. were lucky, you could have said comic be printed and get a physical copy. No kidding. Huh. Hence, like what I have here. Interesting. Which I'm showing you on the screen. Yes. Very interesting. So you, so like this is a, uh, it says Lego Commemorative Edition, Spider-Man, The Chemical Reaction, featuring the first appearance of Agent Tanaga, which is my character, <laughs> which is my, now I want to see if I can find the actual Lego pieces and make this guy. <laughs> and, and, and Agent Tanaga is a palindrome. So if you want to write this down, spell Agent, and then Tanaga mm-hmm. is spelled T-N-E-G-A. Oh, sure. <laughs> He's an agent, no matter which way you look at it. Yes, yes. Very cute. I, I have fun. <laughs> Speaking of fun, um, you realize the story you put up came out uh, on the 23rd of July? What story? About Mulan. I didn't put that up. All right, then. Never mind. I will get rid of it. <laughs> uh, don't know where that came from. Unless it was just leftover. It must have been, yeah. Uh, Disney unveils the unveils 20th television, ending the era of 20th Century Fox TV. Now, I want to mm. say we have talked about mm. this before. Uh, we... Because because the movie studio has changed its name to 20th Century Studios. Right. Instead of 20th Century Fox. Yeah. So we figured the same thing was coming to television. So, yeah, um, so essentially, uh, it was announced Monday that 20th Century Fox television will drop both Century and Fox from its title. Well, if you've been following the studios, no surprise. Mm. Uh, Now, Disney did share the new title card that will play among the credits of its show starting this fall and fanfare is still included. So at least the fanfare staying. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, Yeah. As part of the other multiple changes, including ABC Studios folding into ABC Signature and Touchstone Television re-emerging from what used to be Fox 21 Television Studio. These moves are make sense on a basic level to make it clear that Disney properties are not related to Fox Corporation, which still owns Fox News, Fox Sports, and Fox Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, so first ago was 20th Century Fox, which earlier uh, rebranded the film division as 20th Century Studios. Um, Fox Searchlight, the specialty division that released films like The Shape of Water and Jojo Rabbit, was just named Searchlight Pictures. Um 
So uh, Disney Television Studios President Greg Poons remarked in a statement on these new developments, our new studio names and logos mark a new day for ABC Signature. 20th Television and Touchstone Television while honoring their rich histories and creative power of and the creative power of the Walt Disney Company. So that's that. makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Now I don't know if this next thing makes sense. Well, that's uh, some interesting changes there, um, and some other in- interesting changes coming from uh, another media giant and that would be uh warner brothers who is apparently after i don't know what two maybe three years they are killing the dc universe app or streaming streaming service i should say uh so recently um Jim Lee sat down for an interview with The Hollywood Reporter, and uh, he had some uh, some things to say about the various changes taking place in uh, in D.C. Um, how, how did I miss this story? That, that, would, be, that would be why. <laughs> I was thinking something well, else, but this still, this still works. My, my transition still works for this. I'm like, Jim Lee, what? No, wait, huh? Wait, which, which story were you thinking of? Uh, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't Um, (laughs) So, as Mike, you had mentioned previously during the Fandom Dome story, uh, there's been some crazy changes that just recently happened among the DC Comics company. But you know... Um, But it doesn't matter! It just doesn't matter! It just doesn't matter! Okay, maybe it does. I don't know, it might matter (laughs) a little bit. (laughs) But there's also some big changes going on with the DC Universe app. There have been some changes with the whole HBO Max thing that's come out. A lot of the DC stuff is going there along with uh, other Warner Brothers movies and stuff. Um, so the plan is that all of the original content on DC Universe will make the move over to HBO Max, uh, which already has Doom Patrol on it um, and the Harley Quinn cartoon. Uh, and uh, Jim Lee said, uh, basically said, truthfully, that's the best platform for that content. Uh, the amount of content you get, not just DC, but generally from Warner Media, is huge, and it's the best value proposition. Uh, so Titans, Young Justice, everything else will eventually be making the move to HBO Max with Stargirl um, probably staying split between HBO Max and the CW. Now, there is a whole other aspect of the DC Universe streaming service uh, app, and that is the comic book side, which people who have access to DC Universe's app can read their, I think it's almost their entire backlog of comics, I think, I believe. Kind of like the Marvel Unlimited app. Or Comicology Unlimited. Yes. Um, but Jim Lee is asking subscribers to stay tuned because there's going to be more news coming out about that that soon. And he said, and I quote, in regards to the community and experience that DCU created and all the backlist content, something like 20,000 to 25,000 different titles and the way it connected with fans 24-7, there is always going to be a need for that. So we're excited to transform it and we'll have more news on what that will look like. It's definitely not going away. So there you go. Um, Basically all the shows are going over to HBO Max with one or two coming to the CW, uh, Stargirl and I believe Swamp Thing. 
And uh, as far as the comic books and community side of it go, something is going to be happening with that. Um, and what that will entail, we don't know yet. And also, I don't know, I have not seen anything on whether or not people who have subscribed to the DC Universe get any kind of a deal on HBO Max or not. Um, I know I get HBO Max because I subscribe to HBO on my cable, on Comcast cable, so I get free access to HBO Max. Um, and I don't know if they're going to do something like that for the DC Universe app people. So we'll see. Like to see. But yeah, people have been saying it for a while now, and it looks like it is official. The DC Universe streaming service is coming to an end in its very short, sh- short life. Kind of well, crazy. You know what? I'm going to play taps for it right now. <laughs> Uh, that must be a remix of Taps. <laughs> you know what really grinds my gears? How about Disney's new Tron movie? This is the story I mm. thought was next. Ah. I'm like, Jim Lee, what does he have to do with this? Um, <laughs> Apparently, it's got Jared Leto in it. I'm not too excited about this. No, and I and I really. totally and I totally forgot that he was rumored to be in this film back in 2017. Yeah, uh, me too. But the film lands Oscar nominated director um, Garth Davis. Uh, Garth Davis mm. directed Lion uh, and the biblical, and the biblical film Mary Magdalene. Mm which starred Rooney Mara and Walking Dead Dark Phoenix. Walking. Walking Dead Dark Phoenix. Uh, hearing Davis now partnering <laughs> with the Oscar-winning Leto makes this project a Tron movie that will definitely be um, piquing interest of everyone. <laughs> uh, sure. Apparently, he was playing a new, uh, Leto's playing a new character that was named Ares at the time. Uh, the project said was said to not be a direct sequel of Legacy, but a new story built out of source code of the dead Tron 3 script. So, uh, but apparently, uh, Leto recently got the fan fan base hyped when he posted on Twitter uh, or on social media 38 years ago this film was released it sparked my imagination changed my life happy anniversary to the one and only Tron hmm. so uh, so yeah question is uh, now with Disney plus um, Lieb Mitchell Lieb uh, explains I think there are opportunities to be creating content that would otherwise wouldn't have been able to create so I had lunch with Paul Hahn to further a bit of starting conversation that we're looking into making a sequel to Tron now we're looking at Tron 3 and I've got a great script I mean a phenomenal script that we're excited about so um, the right and first thing to do is try and bring Daft Punk and would they want to do it and the oh, answer is cool. they're always open to anything and everything. You just got to take it as long as you see what the circumstances are. So I'm I'm excited for Tron 3, mm. but I'm Larry of Jared Leto. Indeed. And, and I will as say. Well, you should be. And I will say that is because of one word. Joker. Uh, God, his get that was, toilet ready. That works too. <laughs> so yeah, oh, on yeah, to his, the next his story. Is definitely the worst. All right. Well, 
I can uh, start this next story with one simple little phrase. And that phrase is, hello, nurse. That's right. Um, I think we might have talked about this before, but the Animaniacs is coming back. Try to take over the world. Ah, yes. And Pinky in the Brain as well. They're all coming back. And uh, I'm very happy and very excited about it. And it looks like they're coming back. Originally, uh, I think I think I had heard originally they were coming to Amazon, I want to say. But no, in fact, it looks like, interestingly enough, you know, even though it's a Warner Brothers property, they're coming to Hulu. Yep. And they will be coming to Hulu uh, beginning with a 13th episode season. On November 20th, 2020. Very cool. Uh, So, of course, basically it had begun, they had begun development on the series before HBO Max. So that's why it's coming to Hulu. But uh, it's going to be cool because the episodes will welcome back the beloved Animaniacs characters, uh, Yakko, Wacko, and Dot. And Pinky in the Brain, of course. No word on any of the other characters yet, but we'll see. And uh, Rob Paulson, one of the greatest voice actors of all time, is coming back, as well as pretty much, I believe, most, if not all, of the original voice cast. So it is going to be awesome. And I can't wait. November 20th. Very You know what I'm going to be doing Thanksgiving weekend? (laughs) Yeah, I'm bidging some Animaniacs. Yes. Without a doubt. Um, I guess this hits our final story of the night. Looks like it. Well, something's happening with producer James Wan, Spyglass <laughs> Media, and James Bond. James Wan. James Bond. James Wan. <laughs> James Bond. <laughs> Who are you? I'm I'm 007. James Wan. Wan. James Wan. <laughs> um, they are bringing Knight Rider to the big screen with a present day reboot crazy uh michael knight is gearing up to make his big screen debut as it's been revealed uh that james wan is set to produce a knight rider movie projects being put together through wan's james wan's atomic monster production company in partnership with spyglass media group the idea was to bring the classic series back to life with a present day reboot uh it'll be written by tj fixman uh this is coming from movieweb.com, by the way, so we're citing our source, uh, who is known for his best work as a video game writer. Juan, James Juan, will produce <laughs> and develop the project alongside Michael Clear. Uh, Justin Scott is on board as executive producer. No word who may end up in the director's chair, nor have any casting decisions been made. So it's not out of the question for David Hasselhoff. The Hoffman, oh. the Hoff, to return in some capacity. Maybe he, maybe he could come back as like a mentor or something. As the new, uh, oh, who was the mentor for him during the series? Oh, I can't remember his name. I can't remember. Of course, we're gonna go that route. <laughs> Night Rider. Night Rider. What a crazy idea! I wonder what. Devin Miles. So oh Devin, yes. So maybe maybe he stays as Michael Knight, but in a Devon role. Yeah, that would that could work. Um, I wouldn't mind that actually. So, but the question is, will it keep the anti-establishment tone from the original series in place? Hasselhoff did say last year that Knight Rider will ride again, but I think he was talking about the stupid Knight Rider versus chips <laughs> that ended up being Knight Rider versus chips versus a team 
car competition. <laughs> Which that eighteen van, that thing kicked some pretty decent butt. I mean, it, it held up fairly well. I was surprised. Sure, sure. Uh, while sure, the plot sure. details are still being kept under wraps, the original series centered on a man, man named Michael Knight. After getting shot in the face, he decides to dedicate his life to the fight for justice. He gets shot in the face and he still comes out looking like David Hasselhoff. Uh, he struck out on that one. Well, they had to reconstruct his face into David Hasselhoff. But they couldn't. Exactly. They couldn't go Nicolas Cage or or John Travolta. Oh wait, sorry, different film. That um, hadn't come out yet. <laughs> <laughs> now, for me, okay. Fixman is known for the video game world, in the video game for his work on Ratchet and Clank and Resistance Fall of Man, uh, but he's also sold scripts that have yet to be produced, including One Night on the Hudson and Men Who Kill, uh, which has Michael B. Jordan attached to, to star. Hmm. Um, Juan, James Wan, is best known for directing movies like Aquaman, mm-hmm. uh, as well as The Conjuring and Furious 7. Mm-hmm. As well as the upcoming Mortal Kombat reboot, mm-hmm. so I think I'm, if I'm I think if, if they do if they do this like the A Team movie, I think it'd be decent. Yeah, if they do it like the like the fail attempt to bring back the TV show a few years ago, it's gonna yeah. be a bomb. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, that did not go well. No, it did not. I I try. I gave it a shot. I tried, but I just it. I I did too. It was not. I did too. Good. So just um. So yeah. Any final thoughts? Uh, no. I guess I thought I had something, but I seem to have forgotten it. Check out Theory Eleven. It's the word theory number 11. They have a ton of playing cards and and some of them are magic decks or are or, or, or used by magicians like Neil Patrick Harris has his own deck that they sell uh, make and sell oh, no form well they have a normal uh, dark sides red light sides blue Star Wars deck where it's all Star Wars themed so all your face cards are Star Wars characters the back is a combination of R2's dome and the cockpit in the view of the cockpit out of the cockpit of the Falcon. Well, they just recently released a silver edition of the Star Wars cards where the light side is silver and the dark side is like a a dark black chrome. Hmm. Uh, These card decks run about 10 bucks each, which is not bad. bad. Uh, They have steampunk cards. Um, You know, as we're talking, I'm going to send you the link. Hmm. Our chat. Wait till you see these cards, man. There's you get Jimmy Fallon playing cards. <laughs> these these things are cool. You on the site? Yep. Yeah. If you click uh, playing cards, you'll you'll see all the list. <laughs> and there are some gorgeous looking cards. I would get oh, just wow. as much as Zoe loves the color purple. I would I would get her a deck of these purple monarchs just so she has her own her own deck of really nice cards for stuff. That's cool. They even have a build your own variety deck. Hundred bucks. That's essentially twelve. It's twelve decks, and you're getting for the price of ten. Mm. SNL cards. Uh, I mean, these are these are nice looking cards. I mean, they really put the effort into it. You, you I mean, they're they're gorgeous. These guys are the ones who are behind the cards that were used in uh, Now You See Me, which they had those cards. Oh yeah, they had those cards available. Um. But they're sold out. But, they, but when you look at the old the cards that were sold out that are sold out, these are gorgeous as well. Mm. And some of these are still one 
ones that they made, but they had the, uh, um, I guess, bicycle made a set that was designed by Theory 11 mm. that bicycle made for them. Um, but no, I mean, they and they sell the standard bicycle deck as well. Mm. But the Steampark steampunk cards are awesome uh, like i said i had i have a set of the silver editions coming and i have a set of lights of the regular light side i still need to get the the dark side mm. and i'm debating do i open these or not yeah why not i just may i may keep the silver ones as is maybe but i may get a second set of the other two just just to play with I don't know, mm. or I'll or I'll open open all of these now and get a, order another set later, to set back for collector value. But if you click, but if you click on the the um, like the Star Wars one, the two Star Wars decks, look at the quality of these cards. Mm. These these are absolutely gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. So check them out. I mean, if you're into collecting card decks or whatnot, go check out these guys. The, these guys, the, the stuff's great. And uh, I will see you about talking about them next show after we have Stacy Toy and cast members of the movie 100 Acres of Hell which you can watch on Amazon. Uh, they're going to be on the show next week. So remember the wrestler Gene Snitsky? Sounds familiar. He's going to be on. Uh, members of the Samoan family are going to be on. Oh, cool. So uh, it's going to be an interesting film. Uh, Kevin Smith's best friend, Ernie, is going to be on because he was in this film. Uh, I'm trying to remember his last name. Give me a second. I will pull it up. Uh, Ernie O'Donnell. Mm. He's one of Kevin Smith's oldest friends he's gonna be on the show uh but afa afa annoy samu annoy are slated to be on uh gene snitsky ed mckeever jeff swatton ernie o'donnell jason comer and joel ruda and stacy toy are all slated to be on i think it's gonna be one of the bigger biggest shows cast wise that we've done in a long time oh yeah it's that's going to be insane. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, eleven of us. Wow. We are going to be testing the limits. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so cool. So I'll I'll pose that question again. Any final thoughts? Nope, I got nothing left. I got nothing. And now that we've told you who's coming next week, it's just going to make you want to ask. Want to know more? <laughs> The bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production. But it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. I tell you, it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter.